Glory, 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 glory. Welcome to another episode of Grace and Faith Podcast. Thank you for listening in. I hope you have been having a good day. And like I would normally say, it's about to get better. Why? Because we are about to get into God's word. Hallelujah. Alright, let's just say a word of prayer. Even as we look into the scriptures. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to fellowship with your word. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that is at work in us. Thank you for the gift of your son Jesus Christ. And thank you for the gift of eternal life. Abba Father, I pray that even as we look into the scriptures, I pray that our eyes of understanding are further enlightened. I pray that our minds are renewed. And I pray that our lives are transformed by the power of your word and of your spirit. Thank you, Abba Father, for answers to our prayers. In the name of our Lord Jesus, I have prayed. Amen, amen. Praise God. Alright, so we're going to pick up from where we left off last uh, episode. So we are looking at Show Us the Father, Part 2. Show Us the Father, Part 2. In the last episode, we established from John chapter 14, from verse 1 to 11, how that same Jesus is seeing the Father. Knowing Jesus is knowing the Father. We established that the Father there is God, the Almighty God. So to know God, you have to know Jesus. That it's only in and through Jesus do we get to know God properly, perfectly, accurately. Hallelujah. Uh, so I'm going to pick up um, today's episode from John First John chapter five. I'm to read from First John chapter five. Show us the Father. First John chapter five and verse twenty. It says, "And we know that the Son of God has come, and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true." In the Son Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. Hallelujah. John is saying here that, see, Jesus came to give us an understanding of who God is. Jesus came to give us an understanding of who God is. He came so that we may know in that is true, the true God. If this revelation was already available, Jesus would not have come to do this. But that perfect, that accurate, that precise knowledge of God wasn't available before Jesus showed up. So Jesus came to give us an understanding of that true God so that we may know that true God. Hallelujah. Does that mean we never knew God at all before Jesus showed up? We did. People knew God, but it was in parts and in pieces, not in a whole, not in, in full revelation, not in precise and perfect revelation. Praise God. That's what the writer of Hebrews also said. Hebrews chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 1 to verse 3. Hebrews 1 verse 1 to verse 3. It says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. The writer here is definitely an Israelite and Hebrew. So he was saying that in times past, 
in the Old Testament, God spoke through the prophets. Then in verse 2, he said, As in these last days, spoken to us by his Son. So right now, God has spoken to us by his Son, Jesus Christ. He said, Whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the words, who being the brightness of his glory, talking about the Son, Jesus, he said, is the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person. Hallelujah. Jesus is the express image of God. He said, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself pushed our sins, sat thou at the right hand of the majesty on high. Hallelujah. Let me read that same passage in Amplified. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. He says, God, having spoken to the fathers long ago, in the voices and writings of the prophets, in many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. So in the writings and in the voices of the prophets in the Old Testament, what we have are different portions of the truth. They had different portions. They never had the whole truth. They never had the whole picture. But they had different portions of the truth. Such that you will need to put everything together to get the whole truth. And we know what the whole truth is. Jesus. We saw that last episode in John chapter 14 verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. He didn't say a truth. It's not a portion of the truth. He is the truth. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no one can come to the Father except by me. There is no other way. There is no other truth. There is no other life. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus said so. Praise God. So in many separate revelations, each setting forth a portion of the truth, God spoke in times past about the voices and the writings of the prophets. Then verse 2 says, As in these last days, spoken with finality, like this is final, said he has spoken in this last days with finality to us in the person of one who is by his character and nature his son, namely Jesus. So in character and nature, God has spoken finally in Jesus. His character and nature fully displayed in Jesus. Praise God. So when Jesus was telling the disciples that, guys, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. If you have known me, then you have known the Father. He said, I am the embodiment of God's nature and character. I am the embodiment of God's nature and character. Hallelujah. He said, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, through whom also he created the universe, that is, the universe as a space-time-matter continuum. Now, verse 3, it says, The Son, talking about Jesus, is the radiance and only expression of the glory of a household God. He is the only expression of the glory of a wholesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory. The light being, 
the brilliant light of the divine. He says, and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his father's essence. When we say the essence of something, we are saying what that thing is really made of. So the essence of the father, Jesus, is the representation and perfect imprint of it. Hallelujah. The essence of the father is Christ. The essence of God is Christ. He said, and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his power. Praise God. Let me just stop there. So, John said that Jesus had come to show us the true God. He has come to give us an, an understanding for us to know the true God. The writer of Hebrews is saying the same thing as well. That Jesus here is the exact revelation, the perfect, accurate revelation of God. That in times past, in the whole testament, the holy new God in bits and in pieces, a portion of the truth. And so they never had the whole picture. They never had the accurate, the perfect and the precise knowledge. But they knew God the best way possible. God revealed himself, spoke through them, spoke to them the best way he could. Hallelujah. But for their lack of um, a full revelation of God, we will discover that in reading the Old Testament, some things were attributed to God that wasn't God. Hallelujah. And one of the reasons that happened also is because they never also knew the devil. So whatever happened, whether good or evil, they attributed them to they attributed everything to God because they just felt well, it is God. You know, I did a research some years back. I discovered that the word devil did not appear once in the Old Testament scriptures. Yes, you can go and check it. The word devil did not appear once in the Old Testament scriptures. The closest is the word devils as in plural and it was used four times, just four times, to refer to gods. All these man-made gods. That's what the devils was used for. The word demon, the word demon also did not appear at all in the Old Testament scriptures. Was it that demons were not operating then? Was it that the devil was not operating? He was. But the people never really knew the devil for who he was. Hallelujah. They never knew. Even the word Satan. The word Satan appeared just 15 times. Out of that 15, 11 was in the book of Job. 11. <laughs> so you understand why Job is a bit complicated too sometimes in the Old Testament. And that the remaining four were just scattered here and there. So because of this lack of information about the devil, almost all evil in the Old Testament was attributed to God. They attributed it to God. You see something like, um, let's see Isaiah chapter 45. Let me show you something. Isaiah 45 and verse 7. He says, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. That's one of the prophets in the Old Testament. Isaiah speaking. He's saying that the Lord is saying that I create light and darkness. I create evil and peace. But we know that that is not God. We can separate those things now. Why? Because we have seen Jesus, who is the perfect revelation of God. Praise God. See, look at what James said. 
Or let me start from John rather. First John chapter 1 verse 5. It says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. Did you see that? When John is saying this is the message we have heard of him, he's talking about Jesus. I said we declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So we can look at what Isaiah said and said, no, Isaiah, at that point, you have mixed something there. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So he can't form light and create darkness. He can't make peace and create evil. Paul also says something. Paul called God the very God of peace, not peace and evil. First Thessalonians 5.23, he says, and the very God of peace. So our God is a God of peace, not peace and evil. And that's why we must carefully study the scriptures. Paul told Timothy, said, study to show thyself approved unto God. As a workman would need not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. So the scripture would need to be rightly divided. Most especially the Old Testament scriptures. They have to be carefully and rightly divided. And that division, rightly dividing it, you have to rightly divide it in Christ by seeing Jesus. So our God is the very God of peace. Our God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. Praise God. Look at Amos also. Amos chapter 3 and verse 6. It says, Shall a trumpet be blown in the city? And the people not be afraid. Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord has not done it? Hear what Amos is saying. That if there is evil in the city, that the Lord has done it. That's the kind of mentality that they had in the Old Testament. If something happens, they just believe it's God. And sometimes Christians still believe that as well. Anything that happens to them, they just believe what is God. It is God. No, it is not. It is not. Look at what James said. James said, let no man, James chapter 1 verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt he any man. God does not tempt anyone with evil. He doesn't give evil. Hallelujah. Praise God. He added in verse 17. James chapter 1 verse 17 said, Every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So what comes from God is good, is perfect. It's not like there is evil in the city, the Lord has done it. Oh no, not God. Not God. So we are not saying that these guys never knew God. They did. But they never had that perfect, that accurate and precise knowledge of God. And so in the reading of the Old Testament scriptures, the writings of the prophets, we have to rightly divide in the knowledge of Christ. Because Jesus is the perfect, the accurate revelation of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So they, they had so much of a progressive knowledge of God in the Old Testament. Progressive. But in Jesus, we now have the precise, full revelation. I'll show you one more scripture, or maybe two, in the Old Testament again. Look at 2 Samuel 24. 2 Samuel 24. In verse 1, 
Bible says, and again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And he moved David against them to say, go number Israel and Judah. See that? The writer of the book of Samuel is saying that the Lord moved David to do that. And it was something that was wrong before the Lord. And the same Lord now punished Israel for that. That's what the that's what happened in 2 Samuel 24. That the Lord moved David to do something wrong. Then the Lord punished him as well. But if you read the same account in the book of Chronicles. 1 Chronicles chapter 21 verse 1. Bible says, And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. So it wasn't the Lord that made David do that. Satan did that. So the writer of the book of Chronicles had realized by progressive knowledge that that wasn't God that did that. It was Satan. And what David did brought judgment to the land of Israel. So we must be able to decipher and know that this is God. This is not God. Because if you are not able to decipher, you will not be able to exercise your faith as a believer. Just imagine something is going wrong and you think it is God. You won't be able to take your stand in faith to rebuke the devil, to resist the devil. Why? Because you think that is God. Praise God. So we must know these things. That to know God is to know Jesus. To see God is to see Jesus. To know the works of God is to look at the works of Jesus. Because in Christ, we have that perfect, that precise, that accurate revelation of God. Hallelujah. God is not good and evil at the same time. God is not light and darkness at the same time. God is not giving you good today and will be sending you um, um, adversity tomorrow. He is not. He is altogether good. He is altogether lovely. He is altogether wonderful. That is our God. The one true God. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say to yourself, I know God because I know Jesus. I see God because I see Jesus. Amen. By God's grace, next episode, I'm going to expand further on this show as the Father. And we're going to see why some of the Old Testament prophets or the Old Testament people, why they saw God in another light, where they attributed God to, uh, attributed evil to God. Why were they doing that? What happened? In the next episode, we are going to find out. But right now today, we have seen that to know God is to know Jesus. And we know that when we see Jesus, we see the one true God. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his spirit. I believe you have been blessed greatly. So I will encourage you, go ahead to share this with somebody else. Let it be a blessing to another believer. And let us come into that full revelation of our God in his son Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening in. Let's catch up again next week Sunday. Cheers.